0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, guys? This is the talking the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by most of my, both of my co-hosts tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. We are joined by a very special guest, Kansas State defensive end Wyatt Hubert. What's up, man? How are you tonight, Wyatt?
2: Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me.
1: For sure, man. For sure. We are pumped to have you on. Uh, I know Cole and Dalton are doing well. We're deep into the NFL Draft, and we're excited to have you on to talk a little bit about your career at Kansas State, uh, the Senior Bowl, your preparation for the NFL Draft and everything, but man, I wanted to start off, uh, the Senior Bowl is is pretty fresh on uh, people's minds, just ended a few weeks ago. Uh, that was obviously a big week for you, uh, going down there to Mobile, Alabama, performing of some of the top uh, upperclassmen in the country. Uh, man, can you just kind of break down that whole experience uh, from your perspective, you know, some of the things you learned from there, some of the things you took away from there, and just how, how big that opportunity was for you to go down to Mobile and perform in the 2021 Reese's Senior
2: Bowl? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, an awesome experience. Uh, I was super blessed and fortunate, you know, to be able to get invited to that, to – uh, you know, compete for a whole week against the best other players in college football. Uh, you know, when I got down there, um, you know, uh we had a pretty good team, a lot of a lot of great players on our side of the ball on the American team. Um obviously we were coached by the Panthers staff of Coach Rule that I had a kind of a similar uh, connection with, uh, just because of him being at Baylor for a few years and me being at Kansas State and uh battling against each other for about two or three seasons. Uh so I know Coach Rule uh, just from that and, you know, a few of his uh, coaches as well. Uh, But the week was good. It went good. Um, We just went through pretty much a Panthers type type of practice. Uh, Learned a lot of great things, and um, obviously competing against other great players pushes you as well and uh, makes you a better player at the end of the day. Um, And obviously towards the game, uh, playing against uh, guys that you haven't gone up against all week was definitely something cool and definitely a challenge. But like I said, you know, competing and playing, with and against you know the other best players in college football was something that was definitely a cool experience.
1: I'm curious to know you know I didn't even think about it at the time but you playing on the Panthers staff and playing against Baylor for for many years was did he was he I mean I'm sure he was aware of you but was he like oh man I'm so glad I don't have to worry about dealing with you anymore now that I'm at the NFL? <laughs>
2: yeah yeah he did mention stuff about that but um yeah you know every time we played Baylor the you know a close game for sure and uh, he did a lot of great things for real bit at Baylor, so um, you know, credit to him. I'm glad he's in the NFL now.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, I know the, the week in Mobile is always a, a pretty hectic week with media, and I'm sure it was a little bit different this year. Um, kind of looking back on that week and just how many things you had going on from meetings to workouts to media to – just just the whole week is a hectic, you know, whirlwind. Is, is there anything that really stood out from you in a positive or maybe just a negative way, maybe, like, you know, something that you learned or something that you maybe you, you missed out on a drill and you're like, man, this is going to be so much different than I thought it was. Is there just something that really stands out from that senior bowl week that, that you didn't really expect going into or that when you look back on it, you're like, man, that that really could change the way I see things or view things or the NFL perspective?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, uh, you know, the main takeaway I got um, was, you know, going go, obviously going up against the offensive linemen. And, uh, you know, during the one-on-one uh, sessions at every practice, um, you know, the offensive linemen were definitely, you know, bigger, faster, and stronger than a lot of the guys that I played against. Uh, so I definitely had to learn how to adapt and adjust to that. Uh, you know, we were obviously, you know, have our meetings and watch film and break down our one-on-ones and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, pass rushing in the NFL is definitely – um so it has these bits and pieces that's def- definitely different from pass rushing in college uh, just because of, uh, you know, the talent level, uh, you know, and in, in that jump from college NFL. Uh, so something I really took away and something that I really learned was, um, you know, just, just definitely use your quickness, um, especially playing it, uh, you know, I played both inside and outside at the Senior Bowl week. Um, but playing inside, you know, use your quickness to your advantage. You know, the things that you're good at, definitely use those as your main weapons. And uh, that was something I definitely learned and took away from that.
3: Yeah, and and going along with that, with the senior bowl, um, going up against these offensive linemen, in a practice setting like that over the course of of three days, are you able to kind of pick up on certain tendencies that guys have and and kind of work off of that as the the week progresses?
2: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, even though it's only three days uh, going against each other, um, you know, the first few days we were there, um, I knew who I was going to be going up against. Uh, you know, during one-on-ones and during practice. So, uh, you know, i look up their names, do a little film research and film study and uh, see what they'd like to do, you know. Uh, you know, kind of just, for example, um, there's a there's an offensive tackle or offensive guard like a jump set or they a deep setter, all right, because all that plays a big role and um, huge role into what kind of pass rush moves you're going to develop off of that. Uh, so, you know, I watched a little bit of film, uh, broke down a few guys a little bit. Uh, then, obviously, you know, during the one-on-one pass rush uh, sessions, you know, if you're not going, you know, you probably got five to seven reps um, after you go. So, you know, every t- every time I, I wasn't going, you know, I wasn't just chilling all on the side. You know, I was definitely observing and breaking down all the guys and, you know, observing what they like to do, how they set, all that kind of stuff. So uh, when I go against them, I know what to expect and I know what move to hit them with.
1: I'm uh, curious, you know, uh, you know, when you watch your tape at Kansas State and obviously seeing some of the tape from the senior bowl, you know, you're a guy that – isn't just you know your your three four outside linebacker four three defensive end you can kind of slide inside play some of that under tackle role at times you did a lot of twist and stunt game at Kansas State um were teams either were teams talking to you or did they use you a lot at the Senior Bowl as a guy kind of rushing from the inside on s- some situations you know passing downs and stuff like that
2: yeah so um, it was kind of a weird situation so um, the, the first day when we showed up. Um, there was actually probably seven or eight edge rushers and then only two true de-tackles. So uh, about four or five of us defensive ends had a split time playing inside. Uh, so, you know, we just all, you know, kind of stepped up and played that role because we were lacking you know depth at the defensive tackle position. And then uh, a few of the D tackles did get hurt, so, you know, that's just pretty more stress on the defensive end. But, you know, we had, we had to do what we had to do. And, you know, even though I was playing inside uh, during the Senior Bowl week, um, definitely do not see myself playing inside, you know, uh, in the NFL whatsoever. Definitely see myself as an outside guy, 3-4 backer or 4-3 defensive end, so but like I said, you know, we had, you know, very bad um, depth at the defensive tackle position, so a bunch right. of guys had to step up some playing inside.
1: For sure, for sure. I know you. Uh, you got a lot of you know, you, you leave the Senior Bowl. You're probably at training before the Senior Bowl. Um, you're probably back at wherever you're training at now. Where are you currently uh, working out at and, you know, kind of take us through a, a normal day in your, your training life right now?
2: Yeah, I'm actually located right now in uh, Pensacola, Florida. I'm training at the Exos facility here. Um, you know, there's a lot of great guys here, you know, a lot of big names. And, um, you know, I've formed a lot of relationships here with a lot of players. And, uh, you know, it's a great place, great facility. I love the coaches. I uh, love the players I train with, and um, the facility is super nice, too. So, And, you know, they're the best of what they do when it comes to combine prep mm-hmm. and training for the NFL, for sure. Uh, but, you know, kind of just day-to-day. Um, it's, all, it's Monday through Saturday. Um, you know, the running for are is at 8 a.m. Uh, and then after that, you know, you do whatever you have to do. Uh, you get probably an hour or two break, and you come back and lift. Um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a continuous, you know, it's a long day for sure. You know, it starts at eight, gets over probably around two or three. Uh, but, you know, it's part of the process, and I'm loving it, and I'm really enjoying it.
1: For sure. I know that that whole that whole deal is probably hectic as well with how many different training sessions, how many different meetings you're doing um, from a perspective of, you know, you you looking at it from an out, you know, inside perspective, looking at it. Are you seeing, you know, is the exos training more? Are you spending more time on like your combine training, pro day training with your 40 times and, you know, verticals and stuff like that? Or are you really, fo- you know, honing in on focusing on your, pa- you know, pass rush moves, getting with those position coaches and working that into things uh, at exos?
2: Yeah, well, obviously the main emphasis here at Exos is combine prep and combine training. So, um, you know, like I said, those, eight, those, uh, those workouts at 8 in the morning, uh, those are always, you know, combine-specific uh, drills. You know, your 40-yard dash, your 5.5 and shuttle, your L drill, uh, your vertical, all that kind of stuff, uh, bench press during the lift. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely very specified to combine training and combine prep. Uh, but, you know, we actually do have um, position work every day also as well for an hour. Um, a lot of that position work is mainly uh, drills that you'll see at a pro day or at a combine. Uh, drills that teams want to take you to just to see how, how well you move, see how, see how fluid your hips are, see how active your hands are, stuff like that. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily say um, those position work uh, you know, times are definitely honed in on pass rush moves. It's uh, more spec- uh, specified you know, as in uh, drills that you'll see on pro day and, and drills during the combine.
3: Yeah, and, you know, right now, do you guys have any, uh, like, mock combines uh, set up right now? Do you know when you guys are going to start to uh, work on, on that and, you know, get some, you know, pre- preliminary numbers before you go and actually test it Pro Days?
2: Yeah, I think we have a date set for uh, February 27th, I believe.
3: Very nice. And, and, you know, so far I've been to a lot of these trainings here in in Dallas to see a lot of these guys. Um, How tedious is it to, you know, especially when you're first starting, um, you know, getting into that runner stance, that sprinter stance and getting that start down? Because, you know, when I look at it, I'm watching guys go through it 10, 15, 20 times Um, and and still seeing little tiny details that these guys have to get, and this is, you know, weeks into their training on it. You know, how much of a a grind is that part of of the training?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the other drills, you know, uh, the 525, the L drill, um, you know, those drills aren't super complicated. Uh, There's obviously technique and form and things you can do to make your time faster, obviously. Uh, But, you know, the 40 is a different story to different beats. Um, especially that start and all the technique that goes into that. Uh, you know, our whole lives, you know, we're just told to run and run fast. Uh, so when you, you know, when we slow down and, uh, you know, definitely work on that form and work on those first, um, you know, few steps, the first 10 to 15 yards of your start of the 40, that's the most important part. Uh, but yeah, it's like you said, you know, it's very detailed, very, very detailed specific on what you need to do. And, you know, it's easy to do a lot of things wrong. Uh, and you're not even thinking about it. Uh, you know, here at Exos, you know, it's so amazing. Like I said, they're the best at what they do. Uh, you know, all of our starts are filmed and recorded. And, and, you know, we go in the classroom and break it down. And um, just so you can see and observe yourself, what you're, what you're, you know, struggling with, what you need to work on, and how how
3: to make yourself better on that. Yeah, and then uh, when is uh, your pro day scheduled for?
2: Uh, my pro day is scheduled on March 9th. Um, and it is on a Tuesday at Kansas State.
1: Those those have never been as important as they are now with with the combine obviously not happening. You know, I feel like yeah. I mean obviously obviously they've always been important, but it's just you know this is really the the one opportunity outside of doing your own you know filming and stuff like that to get get these numbers and and everything out to coaches. So I know you're gonna have have that uh have that all dialed in before that pro day pops off.
2: For sure, yeah, it's definitely super important, like you said, because of you know the combine being canceled I and. Mean, you know, going back to what we talked about, you know, that's a you know um, that something that made the senior bowl so much more important as well. Right. Uh, you know, that was like I said, super lucky and uh, fortunate to get the invite to that and go perform well at that because you know that was something that definitely was very important with the combine being canceled.
4: <clears throat> yeah. Are you? Uh. Um. So uh, look, can you tell us about your recruiting process a little bit? You know, um, I'm curious if you have a little bit of a. Chip on your shoulder and wanting to uh, impress scouts and all that. You said there's some big names you're training with. Um, but coming out of high school, according to 24-7 Sports, you only had one offer um, coming out. You weren't a highly recruited guy. You know, Kansas State isn't a blue blood. Is there a chip on your shoulder when you play? Is there something that uh, you're wanting to prove every time you step on out onto the field? Um, can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, well, yes. Uh, I consider myself, you know, a blue-collar, chip-on-my-shoulder type of guy and type of player. Um, Yeah, coming out of high school, I was a three-star recruit. Uh, Kansas State was very interested in me. Um, They were actually my first offer. Uh, um, I received, you know, a lot of attention uh, from other schools. Um, The other Mm. four schools were uh, Nebraska, Missouri, uh, Kansas, and Iowa State. Um, Those were the other schools that, you know, I talked to quite a bit. Uh, but like I said, Kansas State was my first offer, and, uh, you know, I I you know, I confidently say I probably would have been offered by those other schools as well. But, you know, I shut down yeah. my recruiting process pretty early in my career and uh, committed to Kansas State probably a week or two after I received an offer from them. Uh, the reason I did that is because, you know, after visiting all those schools and, uh, you know, seeing Kansas State, um, you know, Kansas State was just a school that I really, really liked, really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely wanted to be a part of that program for sure uh, but you know going to Kansas State um, I played with a lot of great players played with a lot of good teammates uh, mm-hmm. so you know I showed up on the campus day one uh worked my butt off and uh got me to where I am today
0: yeah for sure
3: Yeah, I I have a question about that because you were a a red shirt. Um, What is that process like in that year off? Is it it just, you know, going to the weight room and and trying to get your body ready for, you know, the college game? Is it a lot of technical work on top of that? Or is that really a a time for you to kind of grind out and get as many credits done um, in your, you know, towards your college degree as possible?
5: Yeah, so
2: when I first got to Kansas State um – you know, personally, I'd say I, I was capable enough and you know ready enough to play as a true freshman. But uh, you know, until Schneider was there, no matter how talented you were, or how you know good you were, ninety-five um, percent chance that you're going to be redshirted as a, uh, your, your true freshman year. Uh, that's just something that he believed in. Um, he you know he really um, wanted players to be in the program for five years rather than four, uh, no matter how good you were. So, um, like I said, he was high on that. Uh, so I, I did ended up redshirting. Um, and yeah, like you said, um, it was definitely a great thing for me. Like I said, I was I think I was capable enough to play and ready enough to play, uh, but just having that redshirt season just made me so much more prepared uh, going into my redshirt freshman season. Uh, you know, being being uh, redshirted, being on the scout team for my true freshman year, going against the number one offense and uh, you know very good offensive linemen. Um, that's what made it easy for me, you know, my redshirt freshman year and transitioning from, uh, you know, getting onto the field for the first time in my college career. Um, definitely, you know, that shooting definitely helped me develop, uh, you know, mentally and physically, especially the mental side of the game. Learning so much about, you know, in the playbook and learning so much about, you know, keys and tendencies and things to look for. Um, so like I said, you know, it was just a great development year, both physically and mentally for me. And, uh, you know, when I first got my, you know, first playing time, playing time as a redshirt freshman is, um, definitely slowed down a lot more for me, which allowed me to play fast and make larger blows.
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G-Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Support so for this show comes from Stolen Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. 29.com.
3: Yeah, and just on top of that, you know, it says in your recruiting page that you were about 240 pounds. Uh, were you able to gain, you know, the, the 20 to, to 30 pounds in that, you know, red shirt year? What, what weight were you playing at your, your freshman year? And what is it like to come in and, and be a red shirt freshman and be a, a super young dude and have so much playing time and be able to produce?
2: Yeah, so when I first got to Kansas State, I weighed about 240 to 245, and uh, I had a coaching change, you know, halfway through my career at Kansas State. But uh, the first yeah. two, two and a half years, I had Coach Snyder, and uh, he he wanted all the defensive ends, uh, anywhere between 240 to 250. Um, even though we were a 4-3 defense, you know, hand, hand-to-ground defensive ends, uh, we were all still pretty, you know, a hybrid type of defensive end. did a lot of moving around, playing inside dropping in the coverage, zone dropping, uh, covering running backs or hiding the man-to-man. So we did a lot for sure. Uh, but, yeah, the first two seasons, my shirt season and my redshirt freshman season, I played at about 245 to 250, like I said, because Coach Schneider wanted to be in uh, you know, relatively light. Uh, but then when that coaching transition came, you know, the, uh, the defensive end coach, uh, you know, Coach Kleiman uh, preferred the in a little bit heavier. Uh, so after my redshirt uh, freshman season, you know, I took the weight room super seriously and bulked up to 260. And I played my last two seasons at 260 and, uh, you know, got a lot of, got a lot bigger, faster, and stronger. Uh, but, you know, going back to uh, your other question, um, you know, like I said, uh, red-shirting my freshman year, uh, going against guys like, you know, Dalton Reisner, uh,
0: mm-hmm. single
2: day in practice, you know, starting guard for the Broncos, uh, he made me so much better. I give a lot of credit to him uh, for the player I am today. Um, because, obviously, you know, going against the best offensive linemen in the Big 12, Uh, Mm -hmm. being one of your teammates going against him every single day uh, just made me so much better at such a drastic um, you know pace Um, that's why when I stepped on the field as a redshirt freshman I was ready I was prepared physically and mentally and you know going up against the best offensive lineman in the Big 12 uh, my redshirt year you know any other offensive that I went up against, you know, it, it was definitely a yeah. lot easier, sure. sure. Um, like I said, you know, I took the playbook super seriously. I took the mental side of the game super seriously. Uh, because if you mastered that part and all those con- concepts, the game slows down, hmm. for sure. And, uh, you know, I played probably four four or five games, you know, got a lot of playing time. And I want to say it was probably the, the fifth or sixth game when, when uh, you know, I started. Uh, then I started that rest of the season as a, as a freshman I uh, ended up getting freshman All-American as a retro freshman. So that's something that's super awesome. Uh, but like I said, you know, the game is super slowed down for me, and, uh, you know, I give credit to Dalton Isaac for sure for making me the
4: player I am. Yeah, um, I had a question. Kind of along the same lines, How you are you going up against Dalton Reisner helped improve your game. Um, so I had the opportunity to work in Mississippi State's recruiting department for a couple of years, and I know that you got to play against him in 2018. Um and they had a few offensive linemen um, that are starting in the NFL, and Elton Jenkins and uh, Tyree Phillips, and all of that. And I, you had three tackles, you had an interception in that matchup. How was it like going against, you know, the big SEC? You know, I'm sure playing in the Big Twelve, you hear about how great the SEC is. What was that like? And how would how did that matchup help prepare you for the rest of your uh, college career? Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, um, you yeah, know, that was obviously. I think that was the third game I've ever played in college, so uh, <laughs> yeah. it
5: was a
2: big jump. Yeah, it was a big jump going from those two combat mm-hmm. games, you know, to Mississippi State. Uh, I would say Mississippi State was, you know, ranked anywhere between twelve and twenty that year. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, they're a good team. Had a lot of good players for sure. Uh, you know, go, going up against you know the SEC and those offensive line, you know, um, it really wasn't uh, something that you know was a big change for me. Uh, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, you know, Dalton Heizer, he was the best. He's the best offensive line in the Big 12, and I went up against yeah. him every day for you know two fall camps, um, a spring ball, um, and you know throughout the whole entire 2017 season. Uh, so you know that just made me so prepared, and uh, mm-hmm. there was nothing that nothing you know not a huge challenge at all whatsoever. You know going up against you know Mississippi State.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a I got a question, kind of just going back to just your your overall game, man. When I turn on your tape, you know, uh, you know, you see a guy that plays with you know high effort all that, but man, you also see a guy that just has a, a pretty large pass rush arsenal. Uh, you know, I feel like the amount of moves that you showed as a pass rusher at Kansas State is very intriguing for for NFL scouts to see a guy. You know, I saw you win from the inside with with club arms and cross chops, and then obviously off the edge, you you did showcase that ghost move a lot. That's become pretty big here recently. Um, and then my other question, you know, based off of just I really wanted to get you to talk on some of the ways that you win as a pass rusher, some of your favorite ways to win as a pass rusher. Uh, but another question that I have, and and you know a, a when, when I watch your tape, it doesn't look like you have, like, super long arms. You know, I feel like that's one thing that, that a lot of people want to prove. Like, oh, can he, pl-, you know, play with the length that he has? But I saw in the senior bowl a guy that used your, you know, I feel like you were using your length really well. Um, you were able to long-arm guys back into the quarterback's lap. You know, you're able to set guys up with length and, and then beat them back to the inside. So I feel like though you might not have these, you know, vines for arms by any means, I feel like you know how to use your arm length well, and I feel like that's just as important as having those, you know, 34, 35-inch long arms.
2: Yeah, well, you know, capitalizing off that, off all you said, um, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to lie, having long arms does, you know, give, is, you know, a lot of guys use that to, your, to their advantage with their password moves and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I see it kind of in a different way in a different uh, perspective is how active your hands are
5: and right. how accurate
2: your hands are with what, what moves you want to land and, um, you know, how quick they are. Um, I actually did wrestle growing up, so um, I definitely, um, you know, carried that over to football on, you know, how to use leverage, how how to um, keep my hands active. And, um, you know, it's honestly, like I said, you know, length is definitely advanced, you know, no lie at all. Sure. Um, but, you know, me having, you know, very average arm size, um, that just allows me and makes me have to be that much more accurate and I'm much more quick with my hands and my pass rush moves. So, um, that's something that I think I've definitely uh, mastered. Uh, well, in college, at least. You know, once I get to the NFL, you know, it's a different game for sure. I'm going to have to adjust and adapt to that, um, obviously going up against better offensive tackles. Uh, but, you know, I, I know what I'm good at. I know my pros and I know my cons. Um, so I just take those um, weaknesses that I have and try to, um, you know, manip- manipulate and uh, try to work around those as best I can uh, and combat them in some way or shape or form.
1: Do you, do you have a favorite pass rush move that you like to go to, you know, late in the fourth quarter, third third and long to get off the field? I mean, like I said, you you showed an array of them at, at Kansas State. and Obviously, at the senior bowl, all those practices, you showed off a bunch of different moves as well. Do you have a favorite that, you know, when it's time to dial it up, you go to it?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a few favorite moves. Uh, when I'm rushing from the three technique inside, you know, the chop slot is definitely one of my favorite moves. Um, you know, obviously everyone sees Aaron Donald do that move, you know, religiously over and over. Uh, it's because he's so quick with it, and it's because he's yeah. so accurate with it. Um, so, you know, me being, you know, 260, 265, uh, definitely use my quickness, you know, rushing from the inside through technique, and, um, you know, just watching him and watch that move and how he uses it, I try to incorporate that in my game as well. Uh, but, you know, even outside, um, you know, I have a lot of favorite moves, but... Um, you know, it's definitely a mind game. It's definitely a you know a game of chess. How you set up the offensive tackle. Um, you know, if it's late in the fourth quarter, you know, if, if you know the time's ticking down, I'm um, definitely going to speed rush. You know, two or three times up the field just to get them to step far. Um, then once they're expecting speed rush, you know, obviously show off my power moves and gets to the quarterback a lot quicker. So, um, you know, vice versa as well. You know, I might power power two or three times in in a row and then you know hit a speed rush around the around the edge. So. Um, you know, like I said, it's all—it's all a mental game. It's all a mind game. Um, and as defensive end, you know, you can take the tackle wherever you want to take them based uh, based off a of line or off of your alignment. You know, whether you're in a tie five, a loose five, uh, wide nine technique. Um, so that obviously plays a factor into that as well.
1: And I was just wondering—you obviously had an extremely productive career at Kansas State. Uh, is there any, you know, certain? You know, I know Cole mentioned the, the interception against Mississippi State young in your career, but are there any certain plays or any certain, certain possessions or anything that really just stands out to you to kind of just really stands out as your, like, highlight as a member of the Kansas City, uh, Kansas State football team? Yeah. Um,
2: you know, one of the things that stands out to me, and uh, you know, when you said a drive, you know, one drive that stands out to me, um, I think it was the first or second drive we were playing Oklahoma in 2019, uh, we were playing at home. And they were ranked number five in the nation. So uh, Jalen Hurts was the quarterback. Um, and in that drive, I had uh, two forced fumbles and a sack. Um, so that was a drive that definitely, you know, boosted uh, my confidence in my career. Um, and you know, that was only my rest of your sophomore season. So um, you know, that was one game and one, you know, one drive that definitely stood out to me for sure.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Now. Um Obviously, Jalen Hurts, you know, could be starting for the Eagles next season. Um, As a second-year player, you mentioned the success you had in that game. Are there any specific goals that you have when you get to the NFL as a rookie? Um, Any players you're looking forward to going up against? Any uh, specific milestones you're hoping to reach?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, you know, getting drafted into a program, uh, you know, being a rookie, uh, I just think something that's uh, super important. Uh, super, mm-hmm. something that's you know personal for me is um, I just want to show show the best and show the older guys on the team and you know earn their respect for sure. Yeah. Uh, because you know what you want to earn that respect from the older guys. Uh, that's when you find your place in the culture and in the program. That's when you really start to mm-hmm. fit in. Um, you know, obviously you have to earn your stripes. Is pretty much what I'm saying. I um, mean, yeah. I plan on doing that. Just by you know working hard, doing what's right. You know, learning the playbook and definitely learning. Um, you know know, key aspects of the game, you know, pass rush moves, et cetera, stuff like that from the vets on the team. And, uh, obviously, you know, I want to get, you know, as much playing time as I can. Uh, I want to step on that field and, you know, make an impact as a rookie for sure.
3: And just kind of on top of that, are there specific uh, NFL players that you really like to watch when it comes to, you know, setting up pass rush moves um, and the technical side of the game?
2: Yeah, growing up, my um, favorite player was Clay Matthews. Um, he was someone that I' really watched a lot and you know watched closely and idled. Um, the reason I say him is because I like to compare myself uh, physically to guys who are the same um, you know height and weight and the same type of body build, Uh because that puts your pass moves in the most prospective way as possible. Uh, so i would watch him, you know how he hits moves, what type of moves he hits on offensive tackles, and uh, you know just definitely break it down. Uh, because you know if we're the same height and the same weight, you know if he can do it, you know why can't I? Um, so that's something guy that I've always, you know, kind of a philosophy that I've always watched closely. Um, you know, defensive end in the NFL right now that you know I like to watch a lot is, uh, is Shaq Barrett from the uh, from the Bucks. Um, he's definitely a great player, very productive, um, and you know just we're definitely the same, you know, in size and weight and height for sure. So um he's a super great, you know, he's a pass rush artist for sure. Uh, so I love to watch him. He's a great player.
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, speaking of Clay Matthews, I see that you have quite the hair as well. Is that Clay Matthews inspired,
4: or?
2: Yeah, um, well, uh, I'd I'd say kind of, you know, not a whole lot, but, um, you know, one day one of my teammates came up to me and was like, hey, man, like. Every team needs that big white guy with long hair, and
0: they're like, <laughs> they're like, they were like
2: yeah, I think you need to. They're like, yeah, they said big. Uh, every Every team has that big, swole white guy that with the super long hair. So they're like, yeah. they're like, I think you need to take that role on. And you know, I was, I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Oh well, it's yeah. And uh, two years later, you know, I've been growing out my hair for two years, and I'm known as that big, swole white guy with long hair. <laughs> there you
3: go. But, I gotta. Yeah, just real quick, on top of the, the big swole white guy thing, the the one thing that I noticed most in your tape is that for as big as you are, the, the lateral mobility is fantastic. And you you brought up wrestling earlier. Is, do you think that wrestling helped out, you know, your your quick twitch muscles? Or is that something that just came naturally and helped you as a wrestler and a pass rusher?
2: Yeah, it definitely helped out for sure. Um, I'd say it's definitely natural. Uh, a little bit, you know, God-given ability uh, to be so rapidly quick. Uh, but wrestling definitely helped a lot. You know, if someone's shooting down your legs, you have to sprawl quickly. Uh, it's all about quick reactions and, you know, combating, you know, certain – in wrestling, you know, there's a lot of combating, you know, uh, certain moves. And, um, you know, I wrestled at the 180 to 220 weight classes in, in high school. So, um, you know, went up against some some quicker guys for sure. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, growing up as well, you know, playing basketball, you know, playing the three or four. Um, obviously, if you're playing basketball, you have to be quick as well. So, um, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up that, you know, definitely helped me, um, in my quickness, uh, transition into football. But, um, uh, that's definitely my strong suit for sure is my lateral quickness. And I think that would be my, you know, my, my greatest, uh, number at pro there.
1: So one thing, uh, you know, when I watch your tape and then when we talked a little bit about some of the players you watched and even the way you kind of described that you play and some of the way you throw your pass rush moves, it reminded me a lot of what I thought of Carl Lawson. Um, when he was coming out in the draft a few years ago, a guy who doesn't have this freakishly long length, he plays at about 255, 260 pounds. But man, was he quick with his hands! Man, did he have a you know array of pass rush moves to be able to win with? Strong against the run. Um, is he a guy that you might watch a little bit up too? I mean, like I said, I, if not, I don't want you to I don't want you to be thrown on the spot. But you just when when, when Lawson was coming out of Auburn, it reminded me a lot of your game uh, coming out of Kansas State.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, you know, growing up, I always loved watching the NFL draft. Um, I loved watching the linebackers and defensive ends. And, you know, I still remember when he got drafted, um, obviously coming out of Auburn. He was very productive at Auburn. And, uh, you know, being undersized and being so productive was something that definitely inspired me. Um, so, obviously, you know, he's playing at the Bengals right now. Uh, you know, he's one of the best there. And, uh, you know, definitely, you know, older guy, experienced guy. So, yeah, I've definitely watched him and, you know, watched him a lot for sure.
1: All right, i got one more question. I don't know about the other guys, but I wanted to take you off the the football tracks a little bit, maybe talk about some of the things you like doing outside of football, outside of training, outside of getting ready for the NFL. Uh, What do you like to do in your free time? What are some of your hobbies? And and just what do you do when you're not worried about football?
2: Yeah, well, um, obviously, you know, being from Kansas, uh, hunting and fishing is a huge thing that a lot of people are are involved in. So, um, you know, I'm a big outdoorsman. Uh, I love to hunt and fish. It's something that I've always loved to do. Uh, you know, that's my main hobby outside of
1: football for sure. What uh, what do you what, yeah, what's what's your favorite thing to hunt?
2: Uh, you know, I have a lot of favorites, a lot of great things. Um, you know, obviously deer, waterfowl. Uh, but my favorite, uh, my favorite thing to hunt, and it's actually the season coming up is uh, turkey spring season.
5: Oh yeah, spring uh, goblin,
2: baby. That's, yeah, that's you know you can't beat it. You know a good sunrise over the hill with some some big old toms coming up and uh, you know calling them in so you know it's definitely something you know like i said being from kansas it's it's a huge part of a lot of people's lives here and um something that i've always loved to do
1: my co-hosts often joke on me they call me a redneck because i I like to hunt they they don't but uh (laughs) but uh yeah no definitely hunting i'm from virginia these guys live in texas so i'm sure they they have some of that background as well but we have a, a lot of the same interest I think uh being from Virginia and you know be, being from Kansas. We're actually we're going out predator hunting here in a little bit, so I'm hoping to get on some coyotes that's tonight. That's you guys got the, anything uh, else? Yeah, ty-
3: oh, yeah, ty- I'll just yeah, oh. say coyote hunting is awesome too, so Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, I agree with that one hundred percent.
1: It's uh it's burning a hole in my pocket right now is thermal imaging and night vision and
2: yeah. everything's
1: just running me dry.
2: Yeah, so they actually, uh, yeah, they actually just a few months ago made it legal to, uh, you know, hunt with thermal scope and, uh, you know, 24 hours a day coyote hunting here in Kansas so I might have to buy myself a thermal scope for sure.
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Cole, you have anything else before we get out of here?
4: Yeah, I was just curious. You know, being from Texas, we love our barbecue, you're obviously kind of by Kansas City just to... Kansas City barbecue live up, live up to the hype, in your opinion?
2: I think it exceeds the hype, for sure. Um
4: you know, it,
2: okay. It's really <laughs> the best barbecue I've ever had. And, you know, I'm in uh, Kansas City, I started to stop by a barbecue barbecue place.
4: What's your go-to spot up there?
2: Well, there's a lot of good spots, you know, a lot of cracking mm. spots. There's, you know, Arthur okay. Bryant's, um, Hughes. Mm. um... But my favorite, my, my go-to spot is Joe's Barbecue. Okay. Uh, it actually used to be called Oklahoma Joe's, but, you know, they changed the name. But that's probably <laughs> the best barbecue I've ever had. So, like I said, it definitely exceeds the height for sure.
4: All right. big uh, praise. <laughs> are,
1: you a, uh, are you a Kansas City Chiefs fan?
2: Uh, You know, I I root for the Chiefs, you know, only being an hour mm-hmm. from them. Right. Uh, but, you know, grow, growing up and, you know, I followed players in the NFL. I really liked watching players. Right, rather than so I never had a favorite team. Never rooted for a certain team. Just rooted in and cheered on for you know certain players I like to watch.
1: Good. Get on. I was good. I, I didn't back want to have back. to end this on a on a sad note, so I'm glad we didn't have to do that. But. <laughs> But man, I, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, like I said, re- really fun prospect, man. I I really enjoy watching your tape. Really uh really enjoyed you at the senior bowl, and I can't wait to kind of follow you throughout the process. I know these guys will as well. Yeah. Um, thanks so much, man, just sharing the story and, and talking some ball with us for a little bit.
2: For sure. Thank you guys so much for having me. Good talking to you guys.
1: Yeah, man. We will uh, we will continue to follow you throughout this process, and uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll uh, we'll continue to see you develop, and can't wait to see you play in the league here in a few months. Thank you thanks guys for so coming. Thanks, thanks for coming
2: on, Wyatt. Yes, thank you.
1: We want to thank Wyatt so much for coming on. Again, that was Wyatt Hubert, Kansas State defensive end. Uh, played a little bit of inside-outside at Kansas State. Did some of that at the Senior Bowl as well. Had a really good Senior Bowl week. Uh, had some good tape that he put out at Kansas State. Extremely productive. Uh, really enjoyed uh, having him on, hearing him talk football. Um, you can tell he really uh, enjoys and, and, and likes studying the game. I love some of the things he was talking about. about you know how He knows he doesn't have great arm length, but he knows how to set those moves up, how to use his hands when he doesn't have that ex- uh, excellent arm links. so what were some of the things you guys took away from that um and then also just what are some of your
3: thoughts on Wyatt himself yeah so for me I was really uh I was really impressed with how thoughtful um and in depth his answers were I I felt like every time we asked him a question he kind of really went into the weeds on everything you you see a lot of guys a lot of times um, when, when we do these interviews, kind of give quick answers, you know, they, they don't really right. know, you know, who we are, so they don't feel totally comfortable and they don't open up all that much. I thought Wyatt was yeah. really open with us. I thought that, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you you just talked about with the arm length stuff, like he is aware of that um, and he knows that he has to, you know, kind of make up for his, you know, physical deficiencies. Um, and I think that, you know, acknowledging that and, and understanding that the hand placement and the accuracy and the violence has to be there for him to win reps against guys with 35-inch arms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that. you know, I kind of mentioned it in the interview, as, as you heard, you know, I think, you know, I'm not comparing him to Carl Lawson, but I think his style of play is what Carl Lawson's style of play was coming out of Auburn. Um, Lawson's probably a little bit better athlete than... Than Hubbard, but you know he's a guy that doesn't win with his length because he doesn't have that Frankish length. But as Dalton just broke down and as Wyatt broke down the interview, he he has that understanding of how to get it, how to get by with it, how to mm-hmm. set up his moves, how to you know rush with speed outside, and then you, even though he doesn't have those 35 inch arms, you know he can use that length to to long arm a guy, get him off balance after he's done set him up with speed multiple times. So Cole, is there anything you took away special from that interview?
4: Yeah, I just think he's a really well-rounded guy, you know, he was, like you said, he opened up to us, he kind of took us through his thought process when he's in the game, when he's training, all of that kind of stuff, he was able to joke around, Um, he seems like a guy, what I really took away is that he really wants to earn the respect of the locker room and everything, you know, everybody of course wants to, you know, get that first sack or get on the field or whatever. Um, I was kind of expecting him to say when I asked him what his goals were, something like that, you know, something you could point to in the box score. But uh, he was really set on earning that respect from the locker room, making a team, um, making a good impression. I think that's going to pay off dividends for him um, as he gets uh, his career started. For
1: sure, no, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. I'm excited to see, like I said, how how he tests because I think if he tests better than maybe some people think, he could see a pretty decent jump. He saw it, like I said, the Senior Bowl stuff was really good. Um, he was a guy that I didn't really have on my radar until I was going through watching these Senior Bowl practices, and he just kept winning. Um, and then he had a good game as well, so mean, again like a guy you know a, a late day 2 day 3 guy it, it, defensive end if you're looking for a, a guy who can play on either side can defend the run um, and has a lot of, a lot of technique as a pass rusher he's a guy that you might be interested in the guy the cowboys could be interested on day 3 if they don't target that position earlier um, so we appreciate Wyatt so much for coming on and we will uh, we'll be back on later in the week with another edition of talking the draft